The Ryan Reese Show from Southern California. This is The Ryan Reese Show. Post your questions using at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Are you ready? All right, it's going down this Saturday night. Thank you all for tuning in and being on this journey with us as we've been on the radio for and the podcast uh, platforms for years. I mean, five, five, six years or something. I'm not even counting. I'm getting old. I can't even keep up anymore. But it's been rad because as we have different interviews with people, um, artists, musicians, missionaries, my favorite are the missionaries, um, hearing the radical stories. But then we also, with the whosoever's, we go on tour. And every time we come back from a tour, I love to do like a recap video to share with you guys just the highlight reel of what God did. And it's impossible to share every story because the amount of events we do. I mean, I was, I have Lucas, our, our tour manager in studio. I have uh, Christina in studio as well. As you know, uh, she's been on here many times, one of the Whosoever's Ambassadors. But I'm, I'm looking at this little um, print-up of 11, 11 high schools or high schools and middle schools in Mexico Three outreaches. These are in the main center plazas, which we'll get into more details, plus the skate contest, and then we did church events. And this was all in, like, I think seven days actually on Mexican soil, right? Oh, I forgot. We have, we have Yeser uh, uh, coming in a, in a Zoom in. Uh, Yeser from uh, – he's actually from uh, Samila in uh, Cuernavaca, Mexico. He, um, he's an ambassador for the Whosoever's Movement. Also, he's uh, the director of the Bible school down there. And he's a, a on-staff a pastor that oversees the youth. And I believe he's a, a teaching pastor as well. So he's in studio. So we're going to – he was actually our interpreter as well. But he's also, just to be clear, he's not just an interpreter. He's actually an ambassador that actually full sends and goes out and does his own tours when we're not there. And he's going into the schools. He's sharing the gospel. All kinds of people getting saved. He's doing high school events. Plus, then when we come into tour, of course, we're going to have him come out with us. And he's, uh, he's, he's, he's uh, active as well. So um, with all that said, tonight is going to be very encouraging for all of you guys as you guys are listening to the story. So I want to bring everyone together so we all have all these different point of views. Because it's almost like when you read the Gospels, right, Matthew, Matthew Mark, Luke, and John, you have these different perspectives because people are in different locations on the tour at the event. Because there's, I mean, you got a picture, there could be like 1,000 kids, there could be 400 kids. And then there's all the ambassadors, and we're all focused on doing the ministry, but there's different angles that we're seeing of things happening. So let's, uh, let's get into it, Lucas. Um, well, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to queue it up with the uh, – we were going to Mexico. We booked this tour. Uh, Jairus – or not Jairus, uh, yes, sir, actually called and said, hey, there's an open door um, to meet with the government, and you know we're going to go meet with them. So they go. He flies out to Mexico. He actually flies down to Puerto Vallarta. Yep. Uh, in the middle of nowhere, he had to go out to this uh, little village, and he's probably laughing, going, "Where the heck is Ryan sending me?" Because it was this little village out in farmland. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. And he's a, he's a city guy. He's from Cuernavaca, Mexico. You know, outside of Mexico City. So, anyway, long, very long story short, the doors open, and the government, which is based on the atheist government, you're not allowed to talk about God in the public school system. They said, "Hey, we would love to have you guys." And you could come, and he obviously, yes, sir, tells them, hey, we're going to talk about Jesus, we're going to talk about the bloodshed, we're going to talk about sin, and we're going to pray with them to give their life to Christ. No problem. Come down. So the doors open. So we're getting excited because we all haven't toured since coronavirus, right? Everything's shut down. We, we haven't toured outside of the United States on planes. Mm. The whosoever's never stopped touring during coronavirus. 
But so we're about to leave. Everyone's getting their passports ready to go. And I open my safe. I get my passport out and I look at it on Friday. We're leaving on Monday morning. Well, my passport has now expired for about three days now. So I'm like, what the heck? And now because of all the shenanigans with, with COVID and the delays and all the stuff, LA is a total junk show now to mm-hmm. get passports. So I just go, I'm going to take my luck. I'm going to fly to, I got, I'm in Idaho. I got to fly to LA anyway. And I'm going to go to the passport office and see if I can get one in one day, just like I did for going to England years ago. Well, I get there, I go online, I'm sitting there. Meanwhile, you guys are all at the airport. Uh, <laughs> boarding, getting ready to go, yeah. You guys are boarding your plane. I'm at the desk, I'm at the, I'm at the office early in the morning, and I'm like, hey, my plane leaves today, but I change it to tomorrow, so can I get on a flight? Can you guys give me my passport by the end of the day? They said, the earliest you can get a passport is in seven to nine weeks. Oh, my gosh. Period. So then that happened, and then Lucas shoots me a text and goes, hey, why don't you uh, contact one of our friends, Will, that works with some very high-profile uh, celebrities in Hollywood and manages them. And, and he, so I'm like, dude, that's a great idea. So I contacted him, and he's like, dude, we're going to get you a passport, like, real quick, like within, like, 24 hours to 48 hours. So I go back to the hotel, and now I'm post up in L.A., and I'm watching through my – through Instagram and any text messages and photos that you guys are sending through, and I'm stuck in the, in the hood in L.A. in this little – Little sketchy hotel, little room, and I'm just watching everything, losing my mind, going, man, revival is breaking out, and I'm just stuck here. But let's let's get into, like, so you guys land. Yep. Yeah. And, and what happened? Yeah, we land. So we land, we get situated with everything, and, um, you know, it's a new team. Um, this this tour, we actually brought a DJ with us. So um, oh, yeah, DJ, DJ Overcomer, he was able to come through with us and um, just kind of bring a different dynamic to our high school tours. We're always playing music during the lunch rallies but you know this time we're like hey it's Mexico Mexico is a, a different ball game and you know the kids get wild in the schools they like to party yeah. that's why I love Mexico <laughs> so we brought in DJ Overcomer he came with us uh, Tom Gillis he came with us Yeser Yeser came with us mm-hmm. Christina Boudreau uh, we brought our filmer Noah Noah came with us so you know just a team I feel like uh, just like every tour man the team's just you know getting to know each other if they haven't met each other yet and um, especially with DJ Overcomer, you know, everybody was getting to know him. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we were just getting comfortable with each other and getting things situated, coming up with the flow uh, for the for the week. But, um, yeah, day one starts, man. We're at this high school and, um, you know, we're just like, all right, we're going to send it, man. Ryan's not here. So we're just going to we're just going to go for it. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe it was Tom that was speaking. Tom was speaking. Yes, it was interpreting. And, you know, God's just moving at the high schools like he always does. And um, as they're, like, giving the altar call, the response time, you know, kids are, like, weeping in the back. And, mm-hmm. you know, they just really uh, resonated with, with what was being said. And, um, you know, they're praying. And then, yes, sir, he, he gets, like, this yank on his arm or on the microphone cord. And it's, like, one of the teachers from the high school. And uh, she's basically trying to pull the mic away from him. You know, she's telling him, hey, you guys can't talk about God. And um, yesterday's like, yeah, 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 we, we'll stop. Like, we won't, like, we're almost done, basically. So he kind of, like, shoes her off, but she keeps on coming. So then uh, she comes off to the side where the DJ and myself are, and then she starts talking to me and the DJ, and she's like, hey, you guys got to shut this off. We're going to call the cops. Um, you guys can't be talking about God here. And uh, for me in the back end, just knowing, like, yesterday, like, you know, he contacted the government. He told them, hey, like, we're going to give free products to the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're going to bring music, a DJ, 
but we're going to talk about God. So he kind of set the tone for, for yeah. the government. So we're like, okay, cool. We have the past. We could do whatever, mm-hmm. you know, we want to do. And um, so for her to say this, we're like, whoa, this is new information. Like, we've never heard about this. But the event's almost over, so we just keep on going for it. Um, but, you know, luckily... So, um, so really quick. Yeah. Y- yes, sir. So yeah. when she's pulling on the microphone... What are you telling her? Are you just kind of pulling it back or what's going on? Are you kind of like, I'm, I'm just telling her like, everything's going to be okay. Don't worry. Okay. No, habla español. Only English. Solo English. No. <laughs> so, something that I consider it's really important to, to say about this is also the government give it give us access to the schools right yeah they are they are not christian based right so education in mexico is completely secular so either uh schools are atheist or catholic or that that's the tone so when when we go to ask permission to go to the schools with the whosoever's and the tours and everything we tell to them like we're gonna speak about jesus we're gonna speak about the bible we're gonna Say really, really. I don't know. Like we're not gonna. Strong... We're, yeah, we're gonna, we're not gonna. Um, we're gonna deliver the gospel. There's no like no compromise. It's gonna be delivered. So mm-hmm. be ready, it's, basically. Exactly. <laughs> but they don't. They don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> because they, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they think like yeah, these cool guys are coming here and they will share their stories and put a little about God or a little about Jesus. But then when we go to the schools and they hear the message, they are like, "Uh oh, Uh this is what what they are talking about. So yeah, always, always in all all the tours, always the first day, it's like very important because that's when the government and the schools and the principals and the teachers are going to listen to the, the gospel. And that's when a lot of the times they say, no, 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 you, you have to stop. And this and this really quick to do a little flashback when uh, right pre COVID, our, our Mexico trip to wherever it was, I can't remember. Durango? Puebla. Puebla. Oh, we went to Puebla, yeah. Puebla, yeah. And and we gave the gospel, and we ended up, the government and people, uh, teachers, shut us down. And we lost, like, I think we lost, like, 28 schools yeah, it was a lot. in, like, a minute, a second. And then we went to the skate park, and I'm like, forget it. God's going to open the doors, whatever he wants to do. We went to the skate park, and we skated for, like, two hours. By the time we were done, we had, an, I think we had, like, 30 schools booked, 30 new schools or something crazy. Like, it, it, we even had more. And here we are again. The girls, the teachers pulling the microphone out, the gospel went forth and all kinds of people got saved. The kids were crying and the whole thing, right? Yep. So this is just to give you kind of a pull. So then you're you're doing a couple more events that day. Yeah. Yeah. When then let's, because we have, we have limited time. So what are some other stories we could highlight through high school? Is there any things that stuck out to you, Christina, um, of high schools? You're talking about some girls with the the arms. Was that in high school? Yeah. So uh, me and Jesser actually had a couple cool stories, um, but even just like on the front end of the tour while you were in um, still in LA, one thing that was really cool is that 
even you, Ryan, being, you know, just one of the, you know, co-founders of the whosoever is like for us, like you have really raised me and Jesser up, you know, and you've believed in us and even Tom and even while you were there, like it was so crazy because over, you know, even this last few years of, you know, us knowing you and just, you know, doing stuff, you, you've always instilled in us, like you guys send it, I believe in you, you know, and you've always commissioned us. So even though you were stuck in your hotel room, we didn't feel like ill-equipped to go and yeah. do this yeah. because you have set us up in a place and like you don't like babysit us you're like hey man it's time for you guys to get up and go and so we were like ryan's not here we're still gonna send it and we just knew that we were we didn't feel like we were like out there like you know alone because we have such an amazing team like lucas always holds it down and so we just felt confident in the lord and confident in like what you've taught us to do and so we just were sending it man like just like with all the schools we had like three four you know schools a day the first couple of days we just switched off i was like i was like okay like i'll take this one and then the next school tom did and then the next school jesser did and we just kind of rotated like musical <laughs> that's chairs that's where we were trained right yeah that's where we were like, trained yeah boom, which boom. was so cool and um and it was just like clockwork you know and but one of the the cool stories that I think it was at this one school. It was the first school on the second day. You know, it was awesome. Like DJ, you know, Overcomer came out, did a really sick set. This was at a junior high. There's like seven, 800 junior high kids. You know, the kids were getting pumped. It was awesome. Jesser went out and shared and Jesser killed it. That was probably one of the best altar calls. Like all these kids came forward to receive the Lord and totally related to everything Jesser was saying. And when you have 800 middle school kids that listen, if you get 10 middle school kids that listen, it's crazy, but you get 800. Yeah. It was so awesome. And then um, I want to add something Yeah, because this is important. Yeah. Um, Cause you know, like people can say, Oh, Americans are going to Mexico and they're sharing the gospel and you're having a high impact. But Mm -hmm. here that's not true. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I believe it's called the gift of gift of evangelism. You either have the gift or not. And here's yes, sir, goes in. He's from Mexico. Yep. He's here. And he's speaking to the worst crowd possible, <laughs> which are middle school. Why are they the worst crowd? Because they're they're lunatics. They're, <laughs> they're crazy. They don't listen. But yet, here he is, Mexican from Mexico, speaks, and all these kids get saved. Mm. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. that and, and the other thing I want to say too, tying to what you're saying is I believe that the whosoever's movement, the whole goal was, as we went out, I brought you guys along to show you how, it, how, how I'm doing it, and then I started just putting you guys in. But I feel like you guys are like highly trained Spartans. You guys are ready to go. So when I got stuck, the only thing I was mad about or concerned about <laughs> is I was stuck in L.A., and I wanted to be eating tacos with Yeser because I haven't seen him forever. But I knew, seriously, though, on a real, I knew you guys were going to go in and get it done. I wasn't worried, and I know uh, uh, Randy and Doty, they, they were also a ministry that brought us in, too, to do ministry, and I think they were a little concerned, like, oh, shoot, Ryan didn't show up. Yeah. Because everyone thinks, oh, Ryan's a co-founder, and you know, you know, know, maybe we can't get it done without him. But, dude, no, the team is equipped and killed it without me. And, dude, I was like, it was just like a proud dad moment. Like, I'm like, yep, those, <laughs> that's my team right there, just killing it. So Yeah, and it was just cool because, like, You've believed in us like so much, like even just side note, you know, even like being California and seeing like Austin killing it at the schools, you know, seeing like everyone in different areas, like Jairus, like all these people. And so anyways, even going back to this school, you know, after the altar call was awesome and and it was cool because I had this moment with um, the Calvary Travel, uh, the pastor's wife from Puerto Vallarta, Renee Martin, we were at this school and, you know, you have a sea of kids and I believe this was, it had to be the Holy Spirit because I don't go around looking.
looking at people's arms and legs, you know, like on a normal, because all these kids are swarming us. People want photos. People want us to pray for them. And I saw this girl, like it was totally the Lord. I looked down and she had these cuts on her legs. And I was just like, dude. And so I looked at, I, first I looked at uh, Jesser. Jesser was like somewhere. And then I saw Renee, the, the Calvary pastor's wife from Puerto Vallarta. And I said, hey, can you come with me, you know, talk to this girl? So we bring this girl aside. I show her my tattoo that says he made my scars beautiful. And I said, you know, and I shared with her about how, I, you know, I was, I cut myself when I was, you know, this girl's age and what God did in my life. And I said, you know, I'm noticing that on your legs you have cuts. And so this girl starts crying, shares with us her story how she had been cutting herself. We pray for her. You know, Renee was like, have you received Christ? This girl received Christ, got filled with the Holy Spirit. And, you know, and we, she just had a God moment. And I believe the Lord, you know, even in a sea of kids, when you read about the story of Jesus, you know, through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, there's always a sea of people, but it was often that one person, you know, that he knew wanted to have an encounter the, with the him. The woman bleeding for 12 years. I yeah. Think about that story. Mm. And I believe Huge that crowd. this girl, you know, and we had another story like that on the back end of the tour too, that me and Jer- uh, Jesser had had of same thing you know this young man you know this is like the last day of the tour had cuts on his arms I was like hey Jesser let's go pray for this kid you know we go you know and I shared same thing shared with him my tattoo I shared with him my story he starts crying shared about how his dad you know like abandoned his family you know and was an addict and how that emptiness was causing him to cut himself so we got a chance to pray for him lead him to Christ and it was just crazy because both of those encounters were so specific because both of those kids both told, you know, me and Jester, me and Renee, like, God brought you here today for us. Mm-hmm. Like, and how the Lord, the God of the universe would send us and in a sea of kids that, and that's, and it showed so much of God's heart for these kids that he would see their pain in the midst of the sea of kids. And that's what we got to share with them. Like God sees your pain. He sees your struggle. And to anyone out there today, you know, like you might think you might feel lost and alone in your pain, but just like how the stories of these kids, like God sees your pain in the sea of faces and he is knocking on a door and he will send someone. And so that was just a couple of cool stories, you know, what about you? Yes. Yeah, you, got, you got any cool stories you want to uh, talk about with the high school that you had? Dude, we have a lot of stories. I, I mean, since the be- since the beginning, because uh, before you were talking about the last tour that when we had to uh, that the government asked to us about changing the words and everything, and like they were they were like the same this time, but we always like for sure we don't change the message. And instead of the government saying to us, like, it's over, they will come to us and say, hey, here are more schools. <laughs> do, do you want to come? I, I, we're like, sure. Yeah, yeah. And then to the other schools, we were preaching and giving the gospel. And they were like, OK, we have more schools. And we're OK. <laughs> yeah. We like this. I, and and um, so because I wasn't there at the beginning but you noticed that, like, when we met with them, like, they were kind of like a little, like, uh, I don't know if it's standoffish, but it was, mm-hmm. like, new, you know, weird introduction. They met. Yeah. They new met territory, for New sure, territory. Everyone's meeting each other. Yeah. But as every event went on, by the time I got there, we were high, I was giving high fives. I came in hugging, and they were all, like, very loving and yeah. open to to us. Like, it, it kind of, like, even though we weren't allowed to, the, as they kept hearing everyone's stories. They, oh, yeah. they, they kept breaking down the walls more with them. Totally. And then 
they just kept giving us and I think more. a lot of them too a lot of them were like our age so they were like younger yeah. I feel like this government crowd was like different yeah they were uh-huh. so they probably related to a lot of the same stuff and you know they see us doing this and they're like dude like I'm about it <laughs> absolutely all right well we're gonna get into we have uh, nine minutes left let's talk about Judas the uh, we, we did um, went to a mission not a mission well, we went to a mission out, I can't remember where it was at, but outside of uh, Puerto Vallarta. But mm. when we were there mm. um, in the city, um, the, the drug the dealers were there. Um, it was, when I say plaza, just think about Plaza de los Mongos. That was the plaza. Plaza de los Mongos, which was literally, I didn't see any Mongos there. Yes. But, uh, (laughs) (laughs) we went around with the megaphone, Plaza de los Mongos to invite people. Yeah, that's right. You're gonna have to wait for the new film for it to see what really happened there. But it's all, think about just, it's all dirt. It's kind of a broken down, some, some swings and stuff. Very, very low income neighborhood. All, no, no concrete, just all street. And then the drug dealers are sitting there in the park in the corner. We started talking to them right when we got there. And then on the wall, I noticed there was this girl that was she was running the she was had the bathroom you can rent to go to the park out of her house. And um, she had I asked her, "What's on your neck? Is that Jesus?" And she says, "No, it's Judas." And I'm like, "Judas?" She's like, "Yeah, that's Judas." Um, I worship Judas. And I'm like, oh, snap. They're into some dark stuff out here, <laughs> worshiping Judas. And then on the wall on her house, there is a picture that I posted of Judas, the idol. And I said, wait, Judas? I go, Judas portrayed Jesus. And she goes, yeah, but then he repented and he was forgiven. And I said, what Bible are you reading that in? And she's like, oh, I don't read it. Like, this is like what I've, what, <laughs> it's, on, it's on the internet. Yeah. yeah, it's just common knowledge. This is like what they believe. And then she showed me the idol that they have, that yep. they worship Judas, which looks freaking terrifying, scary. Anywho's, so that, uh, that event happened to go down. We were, uh, dude, they, they re-rented this massive, we had an electronic DJ with us. So we basically threw a rave in the middle of the city. But prior to that, we had a, invite people because no one was showing up because whatever i don't even know how it was all promoted if it was promoted but we got in a car i'm like yes sir what do we do we're in mexico so we we basically got in a van with a megaphone which christina had the megaphone speaking her spanish and we literally went through all the roads in the hood mm. and yelling yes sir's yelling out the window and basically that we, we got a bunch of people there yeah <laughs> and night. one thing that was crazy about this area is that when um, when the electronic, you know, music was going on, I was standing next to Randy, you know, who does like, you know, security here. And, um, and he literally, he was talking to his girl, he's like, Christina talked to this, he's, you know, this young mom. And she said, you know, I'm really surprised that there's this many people here tonight. And I said, why? She said, you know, I've lived here for four years. And she said, people don't come out at nighttime because this whole neighborhood's run by the gangs. Oh, you know, the, fl- yeah, the, right. the, you know, we know. Yeah, we were a little, yeah, yeah. We were a little nervous. Yeah. We call the gangs, the flowers. So it's run by the flowers. Yeah. And, um, Basically, she said that there's been a van going around and picking up kids and sex trafficking kids. So families have kept their kids inside. And she said, you know, there's just a lot of different stuff, a lot of drugs and a lot of stuff. But it was crazy that this community that's, you know, run by the gangs, that has sex trafficking of little kids going on, that God decided to move in this community. And that night, you know, the gospel went forth. People received Christ. We were praying for healing. And even during the time, you know, I said, Jesser, I really feel like people here are experiencing dark shadows, you know. And so he's like, Any, everyone here who's experiencing dark shadows or demonic stuff, raise your hands. We want to pray for you. There's always people that came forward yep. and raised their hands. So we started praying for people. Well, but it goes back a, to the Judas thing. When you're in a village with Judas, yeah. Judas what, do you, what do you expect? Yeah. <laughs> and so um, what did you see that night, Jesser? I know you saw some cool stuff that night. 
I mean, we had all kind of events and we had to be flexible on all the occasions yeah. because one day before, one night before that event, we have a massive event in the Malecon, right? Oh yeah, we gotta so, come to that, yeah. Well, go ahead, so, let's go into that. Let's talk to that. No, well, what I want to say is that we had a massive event and we can think like, oh yeah, we are the whosoevers, you know? <laughs> Every event we do, uh, a lot of people can will come. And then the next day we come to the plaza and it was nobody. And we were like, okay, Lord, what do you want to do here? And then we start with the megaphone, with the stickers and everything. And the Lord bring a lot of people. We just literally go fishing, man. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's actually a really good point. Because the night before, which we'll get into, we're in, um, I'll set this up for the break or after the break. But basically the night before the government, um, it, oh, we landed on Pride Pride Week. That was the other thing. We're there at Pride Week in Mexico, and it looked like a Pride Parade on my plane, actually, when I landed, <laughs> coming in from L.A. And um, they, the, they, the government says, hey, we're going to give you the amphitheater, and they gave it to us the day of, and we had to rent this big sound system and everything uh, for the event. And um, they basically said, we're going to give you this amphitheater, and the night before, there was a drag show, mm -hmm. right? So it's all because that's what's happening. It's Pride Pride Month or Pride Week. So we go there, and the backstage, I don't even remember what it was. It was some kind of arch or something, but it was all lit up rainbow. Yeah. So we're at the event. The event's about to start, and there's probably like, I don't know, five to 600 people around this whole like outdoor amphitheater right on the ocean, right? So basically, if you were in Hollywood, it'd be like the Sunset Strip on Sunset, basically, with this this venue, right? Mm. So it's prime, and it's full, and the DJ's getting ready to get set up, and this song comes on, and I forget the, uh, the name of the song, but it starts talking about um, open. I thought it was the DJ's intro, because yeah. I thought it was going to start dark and then go to, like, Jesus stuff, <laughs> and and but I didn't realize, but he was just plugging in his equipment, and the sound guy, because we rented the sound equipment, it's all, and gates of hell open up. Now, first gate opens, and the demons come out. Second gate, and it's like, it's, you didn't even catch this, but yeah. uh, Jesser sent me the, uh, the lyrics to the song, and it talked about all these different gates opening. Now, dance with the devil. It's all booch, booch. And I'm like, and I'm like, oh. And then the DJ looks up and goes, hey, I'm ready to go. And then they turned it off. So I realized it wasn't that his. <laughs> this wasn't even his song. I thought it was yeah. going to, like, switch to get people's attention. So here we are. Pride month, Pride week, rainbow flags, and then we have this demonic song that's introing our yeah. event. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It just kind of reminds me. I, we're going to go to a break right now, but it just kind of reminds me of, I want to relate this to the gospel, um, Caesarea Philippi. We've talked about this before. Outside of um, the Sea of Galilee, you go up to the hill. Caesarea Philippi is where Jesus took the disciples. And remember, he said, who does man say I am? And Peter says, you're the Messiah. There, Caesarea Philippi is where the pagans or the heathens or whatever you want to call them used to worship the god of Pen, the Pen god. And there is, it's a beautiful water area right on the water in this cliff. It's all carved out. It's a, it was a temple. The whole cliff was carved out as a shape of a temple out of the rocks, and they would worship the god of Pen. It's very beautiful garden, water, swimming, hanging out. But the way they would worship Pen is they would, uh, there was a hole in the earth, and because they, they called it the gate to hell. 
And what they would do is they would do a blood sacrifice of an animal and they'd put it into the water. And then if that gate of water would take the sacrifice, then it was accepted. That's what he says on, on the gates of hell, uh, uh, gates of hell will not prevail mm. in that same part. So here's Jesus with the disciples. And I want to paint this picture. He's in a radical place. And then the way they would worship the God of Pan is they would have orgies. Okay, so this is an orgy infested animal sacrifice, beautiful garden worship, swimming naked, like, you know, the whole thing. I mean, if you can imagine this place where Jesus is now, look at where we're at Mm -hmm. Pride Week. They're having a drag show. We got the Gates of Hell song happening. And then we plug in and we, we hook the DJ up and we start the music and DJ Overcomer. Starts playing the music, and I love how he could switch. He knows how to party. We're in Mexico, so, so he's throwing some Mexican music in. Then he's putting some electronic. Mm-hmm. The whole place is bouncing. The whole place is jumping. And I'm filming. I'm like, dude, it is going down right now. What is going to happen next? And we're going to go to a break in, a, in about a minute, but I do want to plug before we go to a break. I would like you guys to go to YouTube. Follow the whosoevers. And uh, Ryan Reese, official Ryan Reese, and you can get all the past radio shows. When you're on YouTube, you can actually type in the whosoever's and you will see we actually release tour films. So when you go there, you'll see the whosoever's full send, the whosoever's great commission, the whosoever's unbelievable tour. So all these uh, films are on YouTube and you could see they're about 45 minutes to 50 minutes and it shows a highlight reel of these events. You're going to see the preaching of the gospel and you're going to see signs and wonders following. Why? Because Jesus says when you live the Great Commission, you preach the gospel, signs and wonders will follow. So that's basically what we're doing is we're capturing these moments. So what we're talking about, you can actually see visibly that you'll see that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, forever. He never changes. The Bible that you read right now, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, oh, actually the whole Bible, but what you see, the Jesus ministry, you're going to see that now in film format when you go watch these films. And he wants to do it in you. We'll be back in two minutes right after the break. Peace. More of The Ryan Reese Show coming up. Post your questions at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, and or Facebook. Now, back, back to The Ryan Reese Show. All right, it's going down. This first half was fire. We got Yeser in studio from Mexico in uh, Puerto, not Puerto Vallarta, uh, Cuernavaca. Cuernavaca, but he was in Puerto Vallarta with us. And then I have uh, Lucas, tour manager, and Christina, one of our ambassadors here, as you know. So prior to the break, we were just talking about this um, landing in Mexico Mm. on Pride Month. And it was uh, Pride Week, should I say. And we got access to the amphitheater, the Mm -hmm. main big amphitheater that there was a drag show the night before. And there's different, you know, LGBTQ events all week, but they let the whosoever's right in the middle of Pride Week. And DJ Overcomer starts playing after this demonic song from the sound man is playing open hell's gate, let the devil, let the demons out and the whole thing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you can't even make this stuff up right now. Mm -hmm. And then he starts playing electronic music. People are jumping and dancing and then some Mexican music and people are going crazy. And then you and I were like, hey, dude, he's already connected with all these like 600 people, you know, and and, uh, DJ Overcomer has a radical story. He does. Uh, He was actually demon possessed. He he didn't even tell you that story, but yeah, Uh, he was actually part of the, the, the Mexican flowers, you know, the uh, gangsters. Um, 
but he, anyway, he got saved. So he shares his story and then about his miracle, about his wife and all that. And then I went up and just shared the gospel. It was more about just the Holy Spirit and the, and the repentance and then the, just encountering God, God's love for them. And we did an altar call. Bunch of people, I just called them up all on stage. Everyone got, not everyone, but a large number of people got saved. And then tell us about the clown. There was a, a guy that would look like a clown. He had face oh, paint. yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is really interesting. You know, I know that there's a huge thing right now going on with, you know, kids, you know, like pedophilia, sex trafficking of kids and all this stuff. One thing that, that when, when pedophiles sex traffic children, one of the things, and I only know this because I work with a lot of, you know, kids that have come out of trafficking and that whole world but anyways a lot of times what they do is that they dress the kids up like clowns and they do a circus act and they traffic them from there the first night we were in Puerto Vallarta we land on a Monday actually I think it was on that Tuesday we went down to the Malacan and we had dinner there and I saw the clown walking and when I saw him he's like this midget right I saw him with the clown face and I saw him and he you're not allowed to say that word now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the clown no little person <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so this, uh, the little person uh and i see him walking and <laughs> and he's and he's clearly homeless right and i and i see him walking and, and i recognize what it is because of the kids i've worked with who have come out of trafficking you know as they get older i see him walking and i literally i come out of the restaurant and i wanted to go chase him down to talk to him but the lord was like not yet and he went around the corner and that night for the malacon event i, w- I asked the lord all day i said please bring this clown guy like to the bring event the back. yeah i was like bring him and there's a sea of people once again i feel like that's how god works with me like he always just has that one person yeah. sniper mode yeah and he just puts people on my heart and so during the event i'm just looking around i'm like there's no way i could even see it with all the music and at one point i turn around and the dj is doing the dance contest and i see the clown on the stage yeah. i was like jesus brought him to me he was center stage by yeah the way. he was center stage i was like jesus brought him to me and he's doing the dance contest and he ends up sitting going out to the dance contest to sit behind the stage area and he and he and he's asking he's like you know camiseta camiseta i was like yeah yeah let me get one for you so i get him you know one of the who served he was shirtless too yeah he was shirtless so i give him one of the the whosoever shirts and then during the altar and so i'm just chopping it up with him you know and then during the altar call he comes forward to receive christ you know when you gave the altar call it was so good and then he tugs on your shirt and says can i talk to you and i was like jesser this is the moment so we go you know and we're it's like me you the clown and jesser and you know he's just talking and i just was like and i just knew you know i knew his story just by looking at him, yeah. you know, and I said, you know, were you like, were you sexually abused? And he said, yes, you know, and, and we just got a chance to pray over by him. Men. Yeah. By, by men. Yeah. And we prayed over him and, you know, I knew he had some demonic stuff, you know, strongholds. We prayed over him. The Lord set him free. And it was so beautiful because when I, he gave me like a big hug after, and I felt like I was holding a child, you yeah. know, who was yeah. afraid. Yeah. Yeah. And then he followed us up to the end, you know, and he was like, you know, he, like Lucas had a kumbaya moment with him. <laughs> and then during the last part, during the, the, um, the worship time I had my hand around him and he had his hand around me and I just was thanking the Lord, you know, cause we just were like, you know, dur- a kumbaya moment in worship. But I knew that basically because as a child, him, 
you know, being a product of pedophilia and him still wearing the clown face is him wearing the identity of what he walked out of. But it's like that day Christ set him free of, of that, you know, and you could just see he was his whole countenance was changed. Mm-hmm. And that's where we go into the demon possessed story. Well, yeah, well, go ahead. Yeah, he, he, he was <laughs> oh very, his countenance, countenance was very changed. He, oh, was, very, it was. he was very happy and he was just hanging out. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so... What was interesting is at any of our whosoever events, we never do worship music. Yeah. Because no one understands worship music where we're out and out in the streets. Like, yeah. we just go play worship. Like, yeah. It's like going to a club and just like bumping worship music. Yeah. I get, oh, like, like any guy's going to be like, I mean, think about the <laughs> lyrics of worship. Guys are like, dude, that's kind of like, like, what is that stuff? It's not, you can't rock and roll do it. Like, there's no, yeah. what is it? <laughs> it's, it's, it's deep spiritual words that go into your soul, right? Mm-hmm. So we don't, we don't use that out there in the streets. It's like a church thing. So, but what's interesting that um, TJ Overcomer, after the altar call, when we're praying, after the altar call, he goes, or someone came up to me, I think you might have told me, or he asked me, I think it might have been him, and he goes, hey, dude. Oh, no, he told me, because yeah. uh, he, was, he was right behind me, and he goes, hey, he goes, I feel like God's telling me to put worship music on. And you know me, I'd be like, dude, no, and we're not doing worship, yeah. just continue like what we're doing. And I literally just instantly, instantaneously, because, you know, I feel like I know he's spirit led. Yeah. So he's like, I feel like God's saying it. So I'm just like, do it. Like, whatever. So he puts oceans on in Spanish. So all of a sudden the ocean song starts going on and we're praying, do, you know, with the, mon- the monkey, the, the, <laughs> the, the clown. clown. And we're doing our thing. And then all of a sudden I feel like a hand on my shoulder and like, and it's Tom. Yeah. Hey, Ryan. <laughs> you know, Tom is, hey, Ryan. There's a girl over there. She's manifesting demonically. You got to go over there, okay? Well, what Tom didn't tell me is he was just over there in the crowd where the girl was demonically manifesting, and she, as he would say, witch slapped him. (laughs) She literally slapped him across the face (laughs) because she was like a violent, (laughs) demonic, you know, thing going on. So he didn't tell me. So I go over there, and when I, I walk up the stage, and then I go up to the, I'm walking up the amphitheater, and I see the pastors from Puerto Vallarta. You know, they're there. Uh, homie from uh, the ranch. Um, what's it called? Oh, uh, Randy. Rand, no, the other guy. Oh, Randy. I guess Randy oh, was there too. Adolfo. Adolfo. I saw. Yeah, I saw Adolfo's shirt because the the Calvary Chapel <laughs> thing in the back. Yeah. Where was Yes? Was where was Yes sir? Yes, in the stage. Oh. He oh, was he, stage oh, yeah, he was tra- translating, right? Oh, he was translating with, with Christina. <laughs> yeah, right. we were with the clown. Okay, so they're still chilling with the clown. I go off, and and the girls, her hands are cringing. She's like kind of crawled, like she's like screaming, and then her hands are cringing and are over her ears, trying to close her ears. So I'm like, oh no, this is not. I, literally, I was, I was, I was angry. You're, yeah, <laughs> you could tell the way I was walking. I was oh, yeah. walking in like Spartan angry mode dude, like, i saw you because i saw when tom went to go get you on stage uh-huh. and i see oh you, know, you were there i was there dude i was like i was watching what was going on on stage <laughs> yeah. watching what was going on here and i'm like all right well i'm just gonna pray because i need to keep watch on what's going on yeah, in yeah, case yeah. something crazy happens totally, yeah. totally. so uh i see tom walking up on stage to get you and then when when you turn around man you just had like this this like righteous anger you're like dude this demon doesn't know what's up so you just kind of charge down to where everything was going on and you know that's when he started praying for the lady, and like you said, like she was covering her she ears. She was covering her ears, right? So I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna rip her hands off her ears because mm. I'm like, this demon's gonna hear what we're gonna say. But then I thought to myself, wait a minute, Ephesians six, we're wrestling against flesh and blood, not against flesh and blood enemies, but against principalities of the darkness of the unseen world. 
we're dealing yeah. with the invisible, yeah. right? You know, so I'm like, all right, let her have her hands on her ears. Who cares? So then, I, and in my mind, though, because I've been around to like 21 demon-possessed people, and they spit, they bite, they do the whole thing. So yeah. I'm like, I'm like, okay. I was worried more or less because, you know, I'm kind of a germ freak. Kind of, you know, so I'm like, I don't want no spit on my face. I don't want no monkey pox. I don't want no monkey pox on my face. Getting it, catching it in Mexico. So I just put my hand on her face. But it was what, what the hand on the face was, on the head and the face was like, it's the laying the hands on yeah. is what it was. But at the same time, I'm protecting myself from the spitiff mm, to come. Yep. <laughs> it had a dual purpose. <laughs> but yeah, about, um, I don't know, five minutes after that, something like that. It was pretty quick for, for demon possession yeah. stuff for it to come out. Came out, turns out she was in a witchcraft. Mm. And then they, they, and it was awesome. She actually, she actually was sitting there after. We got her some water, hung out with her. And she was just, the, the pastor's wife and them were just pouring into him from Puerto Vallarta. Yeah. And it was really cool. Like, she was there like a long time she after, was. actually. It was crazy, too, because the DJ, like you were saying, he was giving his testimony. And his wife was a part of the testimony. So he brought her on stage. And she's giving like her testimony about how she used to be paralyzed, right? Mm -hmm. But you know now the Lord's like you know healing her. And she was there. She was on stage. She walked up there. So this lady who was demon-possessed, mm -hmm. she had a similar story. Oh, really? Uh, she, so that's why she went to go talk to the DJ's wife. She was like, hey, I used to be paralyzed. And she was like showing her pictures on the phone. Oh. So she was like, I wasn't even supposed to be here tonight, but I love to dance and I heard there was going to be music. So she ended up sticking around. And then when she heard her story, um, she went back there and she's just chopping up with the DJ's wife for a while, man, as the music's just going. And then the DJ's wife just, you know, steps out and she's like, hey, can I pray for you? Like, have you ever asked, you know, to receive Christ into your heart? And, oh. you know, she starts leading her uh, into repentance and everything. And uh, the DJ's wife, as soon as she stuck her hand on the lady's forehead, that's when she started manifesting. And that the was whole it. thing just and that was went crazy, oh. yeah. See? So that's what happened, yeah. Wow. See, again, this is like the <laughs> Gospels. There's all these different people in different areas. That's why when you read the Gospels, people go, no, man, like, this story's not, this story's not correct because so-and-so said this, but so-and-so said this. Well, because they were looking at two different angles. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's they're so true. They're catching different parts of the story. But when you put it all together, it's the same story. It's just yep. different, different, you know. Yeah. You know, different Mark, Mark, yeah. what does Mark say uh, in the Gospel of Mark? And there was one young guy that ran out of the naked, uh, run out of the garden naked in his tunic. It was him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, okay, so that happened. And then um, that, what are, the, the outdoor event that we did uh, by Randy and Dodie's place with all the healings. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Let's talk. OK, so yeah. that we get we drive out. Um, we're literally in the middle of nowhere at this point. We show up and we're in this. It's all dirt roads again. Yeah. And it's a far, it's actually farmland. It's all farmland. It is. I think it was called uh, La Cruz de Loreto. Okay, yeah. It's actually it's just Plaza all, de la Cruz. It's just being it's like being a farmland. They killed a pig for us. Yeah. Ate the oh, rest, yeah, they killed the pig, we ate the ribs, make it homemade, homemade tortillas, all that stuff. But then we're like, okay, there's no one here. The event's going to start. So we have the megaphone, we have the church van, and we start going through the city again, yelling, inviting everyone. And they're like farmers. They're, people are very nice there. Because <laughs> if some annoying, I don't care if they're Mexican, American, <laughs> Russian, whoever, coming through my neighborhood with a megaphone yelling and screaming... You know, but they were very, they were very sweet, huh? Oh, yes, sir. Oh, yeah, they were very sweet. They were like completely like all the people were saying to us like, hey, hi, how are you? You know, like 
And then we need to tell the story about Christina almost throwing us to, from the bridge. Yeah, right? we almost died. So, so she's so. By the way, you could go ahead and tell the story. She's she's driving the van. Remember? Oh, she, she was, was driving, driving the, the van. van this time. So, so go ahead. Yes, yeah, so you could tell the from your point of view. Christina was so excited. Let's go. Let's go with the megaphone everywhere, and we were like. Ryan giving the stickers. I was with the megaphone. Christina. We went through the cemetery to invite the dead. We were hoping Lazarus would come. We're like, come to the fiesta. But, and then we crossed a bridge and Ryan turned his face and he was like, hey, hold on, hold on. The bridge fell, fell. Yeah, it was was a, I, I basically, for some reason, about 20 seconds later, as we're driving across the bridge and like we're going up the hill, I, I just look back for no reason and I see a dust cloud. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I see a dust cloud come and I'm like, if I'm like, dust cloud, what it was is the bridge sunk into the water, a, a big hole of it. So I go, hey, uh, I didn't think we were coming back. I'm like, hey, dude, the bridge just fell out. So we're, you know, good thing we crossed it and we're going. Mm. But we end up in a cemetery in the middle of nowhere. Go ahead. <laughs> yes, sir. We. With not with not an exit, right? <laughs> so we had to turn back and get again to the bridge. So we drive again to the bridge. We stop and we were like, because at that point we didn't knew how was the the hole, right? The hole was, yeah, yeah. So we stop. Ryan and I go down and we saw like that thing was huge, huge. And it was, and it, we was were, it was it was empty. It was also like it was a he was about two and a half feet whole, like yeah. a, a circular, but because it was a sinkhole, it was bigger. It would be like four times the size underneath. So even though there was ground on top, it was only like an inch deep. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was like, I'm like, yes, sir. I'm like, dude, do you think I can make it? Like, I know. if I just hit the gas, it just like go. And he's like, I don't, I, I, maybe, maybe. <laughs> and then we get so on I would the like, table. <laughs> huh? I, I would like, maybe, maybe. And I start smashing. <laughs> yeah, kicking it. And then, yeah, kicking it. And then the, the floor started like folding more. And we're both, we're like, we're not going to make Because I'm thinking, it. oh, and by the way, I want to go back to Christina. Christina, <laughs> once we realize we're stuck in a cemetery, <laughs> The event's gonna start. We're we're lost. We're like I don't even know where we're at. We're I out. I think I texted you guys. I was like, where the heck are these yeah, guys? Yeah, I don't even know if we even had reception. Out I there. know I texted Lucas. <laughs> we're on the way. Don't worry. So so we'll we're lost. There There's a, a huge hole behind us. We can't cross the bridge. We don't know we're literally where we're at because we're making. We're all these in random a cemetery. Turns. We're in a cemetery, and then Christina gets out of the car, goes to the back seat. Like it was like a little kid in trouble. She's like like yeah. I'm, she's just like I'm in the back. I'm just laying low. Like she knew like. <laughs> Something was up, and like, she's like, she's like, yeah, she's like, oh, you drive. So now I'm like, I'm here dealing with the problem. <laughs> and she's not saying anything. She, I remember just looking back in the in the in the in the, in the rear view mirror, yeah. and she's like, kind of laying low in her back seat, just kind of with her eyes up over, yeah. just like, I was like laying low. And me and Des are like, dude, wait, what are we gonna do? How are we gonna get out of here? Something we gotta walk back, or but I don't even know where we're at, right? So anyway. We find a road. There's a road that we have to open the gate, and then it's a one-way road, and we're just like, you know what? And we're just like, we're just going to make a left, and we're just going to pin it down. The sh- we're just going to go, and then hopefully this thing will open up somewhere. And by God's grace, mm. it opened up. I was a little nervous, you definitely at that led time. Led by the Spirit. 
we, we, we were led <laughs> we were led by by the spirit on that one so we went got back mm-hmm. and then this is where we're gonna this is where it gets really cool is uh what happens christina we show up at the at the event yeah and um you shared that night and what was cool is that during the altar call um, I, one thing that's so cool about Jesus is that oftentimes when he went to these kind of remote areas, which we were in a remote area, like a, yeah. you know, like a village, like yeah. in the Bible, yeah, it was a village. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the Lord often revealed himself through, you know, like healing. Yeah. And so I was just like, Ryan, I just really feel like God's just putting on my heart to just like pray over people with different healings. So we just, you know, prayed over, you know, I had a couple words of knowledge of specific things for people for healing. Like, and you know, I even had like the Lord just showed me there's like someone here that had this like a head injury and they, there, there's something, you know, they're just messed up because of it. And this guy comes forward and he's like, yeah, I have a head injury. This side of my face is paralyzed. We pray for him. He gets healed. All these people start getting healed. And it was so cool because that's how in an area where there's a lot of cults and the Santeria and the Judas people who worship like everything yeah. but Jesus, uh, a lot of saints, a lot of the Catholic stuff where they worship all these different things, like we got to show them like, no, this is who Jesus is. Like none of your saints can do this, but only Jesus of Nazareth can. So it was awesome. There, there was one story though, because you were, you were saying there was a specific thing. There was a guy like with a head injury and a yeah. shoulder injury mm-hmm. and the this guy came up, we ended up praying for him mm-hmm. he got healed right there on the spot yeah mm-hmm. what well, turns out because there was there were several people probably, i don't know there could have been like maybe five people or six people maybe in that in that group but there was this one that she had specific word of knowledge for it was a guy yeah. with a head and a, and a right shoulder injury mm-hmm. well prayed he got healed and it turned out he was actually after we talked to him he was actually a pastor an assistant pastor for one of the calvary chapels <laughs> um that ended up coming in from another city so that's so cool. Like these other people were getting healed, but it was really cool. Like at close to home, mm-hmm. that someone from ministry came in, got prayed for. He was the one, and he showed up to this outreach, and he ended up getting healed as well. Yeah. So it's just awesome. really cool. I, I just love that when it's that close to home. When you, yeah. when you have people that are believers, and then you even have the non-believers because you see the non-believers get healed all the time. Because like I, I, I know when you're on Great Commission and. God tells you to pray for someone, like, you know they're going to get healed pretty, yeah. pretty much, 99%. Why? Because these are the giftings and the tools and the abilities God has given us for the work of the Holy Spirit to use to show people that he's real, and then that leads to salvation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And one thing that's so cool and is that, <laughs> like, one of my favorite testimonies of one of the big Calvary pastors out here, Jack Hibbs, you know, is that Jack Hibbs said, you know, that he had grown up his whole life with a speech impediment. Mm-hmm. And when he was at Calvary Costa Mesa back in the Jesus movement, there was someone that stood up in an afterglow and said, God has a calling. He's like, and he, this guy literally said, there's someone in here. God has a pastoral calling on your life. You have a speech impediment and you have a passion for Christ, but you're stuck. And he said, God's releasing your tongue right now. Be healed in Jesus name. And Jack Hibbs said that he got healed on that day. Literally, and now he's a pastor. No speech impediment, nothing. Wow, that's amazing. Never heard that story. Yeah, and so he, heard, I heard him give that story at Harvest, like Greg Laurie Church, years ago. And I, and every time I doubt to step out in that, the Lord always reminds yeah. me of Jack Hibbs' story. Yep, Pastor mm-hmm. Jack Hibbs. And so God is still moving today. And can you imagine if that guy never would have stepped out? You know, at Jack, uh, you know, at Calvary Costa Mesa that day back in the Jesus movement yeah. to give that word to have yeah. Jack Hibbs healed. He never, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be doing what he's doing today. And so there's, there's so many people attached to our obedience, salvations, you know, churches, like all this stuff. And so I just want to encourage everyone out there, be bold, step out because, you know, you never know what's on the other side of your obedience. 
Yeah, you know, and I do want to add this, just just kind of piggybacking off off uh, this weekend's. Um, you know, I spoke up at God Speak Church, and I was doing the um, the light that leads the life, and it's it's literally about um, um, the Jesus is the light and the power, and Satan is you know the darkness, and then if he, and then I talk about uh, demonic uh, uh, oppression and possession of people getting delivered through the word, and then I talk about Ephesians 6, the spiritual warfare, about how we have to be like Spartans. We have to put on our armor and be ready for war. Um, But here we are, as we were talking this morning, um, Christina, that you were saying that this is not, this is a very gnarly Bible study for Sunday morning. I mean, you're talking about demon possession, people getting set free. I mean, it's all biblical, so it's fine, but still, it's like, you know, it definitely shakes up the place, right? (laughs) But my point is, we gave this message, and then the next day on Monday, um, we get, Christina gets a call. Go ahead and talk about that call you got. Yeah, you know, I get a call this morning that basically there was a girl uh, there at the church who uh, was demon-possessed. So Ryan, that morning, had given this message. That night, this girl manifested demonically in their house, you know, grabbed a knife, tried to stab herself, and her sister said, in the name of Jesus, I bind your hands, and this girl's hands froze, and she started slithering and saying all this stuff, and she's now, you know, in a hospital, and when she gets out, we're going to go and pray over her to cast the demons out. But it's one of those things where this stuff is still happening today, and that's the same thing that happened in Puerto Vallarta during the Malacan event, the outside that, as we were driving to the event, we were talking about demon possession. And then that night we had a lady who was demon possessed. And so people often think we're crazy when we tell these stories until it actually happened. But I believe yesterday the Lord had you share that story because I got a call from four of our youth parents just this morning who were like, oh, this girl's possessed. And I was like, oh, cool. It's easy for Jesus, you know? And so it's just, this is the times we're living in and we just got to be ready. So yeah. And going off of like what you said about this, about being obedient, mm-hmm. here we are, and I, I you know, I get nervous, because I'm like, man, this message is going to be hardcore for this group of audience, you know, yeah. it's, I mean, this is like real deal, I'm actually telling them live events that happened, and how the Holy Spirit worked in the words of knowledge, and insight, and even the power of saying, in Jesus' name, release her jaw, and her jaw opens up, and in Jesus' name, send your your angels, and subdue this guy, do not let him try to tackle me again, and the guy's like standing still and can't move, there's like power in the name of Jesus, and we have access to the angels and his authority, uh, God's authority to, to come in and take control of the situation. And then here she goes. As I'm giving these basic instructions of what happened during a couple of these events, now the girl's trying to stab her neck, and then the sister goes, she hears and how you sister. can talk to it, and she goes, we bind your hands to stop yeah. from basically stabbing her in the neck. Just like when that demon... And this was, sister was at church yesterday when you gave that that's message. That's what I'm saying. The that's obedience so of giving the instruction of how to navigate yes. through these situations. It's crazy, too, because you don't always give that in the in your message, in your no. life, at least life. But that specific moment, God used it for her. And you know she knew and what to do. And then she used it that night. And that goes back to why we do these radio shows. Weekly, we do these radio shows because these are just cool conversations where you can mm-hmm. talk openly and weave in and out of the gospel with life application, what's happening now. Just to show how relevant the Bible is is and i want to end it with this is that i would like to encourage all of you guys that you need to go deeper with god you could live this life this great commission because you this happened in that girl's house you don't have to go to africa you don't have to go to mexico we we do we do it here we do it there it's the same power it's the same god and it's the same things it doesn't matter where you go people say oh if you go to mexico or third world countries well yeah we hear about this all the time no California, Los Angeles, New York, dude, Arkansas, when, when we prayed for that Satanist 
at the skate park, I mean, it doesn't matter where you're at. I mean, Arkansas is like the Bible Belt, right? It, I mean, it doesn't matter where you're at, but we can all do it. And I would, I would highly suggest that you guys just get busy about your father's business. Read the scripture. Say, God, I want to see this happen. Show me. So ending the show, go to thewhosoevers.com. Book us on tour. We would love to come out and do events with you guys, outreach. Any of the ambassadors would love to come speak at your church or schools or any conferences, whatever you guys have, concerts. Um, go to YouTube, download uh, Ryan Reese or click on Ryan Reese and the Whosoever's and get our podcast. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you all for being on. Peace. This has been The Ryan Reese Show. To connect and find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for The Ryan Reese Show.